minutes of our lives inside Either we're in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives Hey, everybody. Welcome on into the Work Wherever podcast. I'm your host, Roy Edwards, and this is the podcast where we talk about tech, tech trends, remote work, AI, automation, and the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday. And I got Sydney here. Hi, guys. That's how you know it's going to be a good episode. (laughs) So there's this new release of technology that has come out in the last couple months. It's called ChatGPT which is an accessible AI that's open to the public. And that's the topic of discussion today where there's a lot of positive, negative, all kinds of different reactions to people. Now, when I sent you this, you hadn't heard of... I've never... I had seen a little bit about it, but like I had no clue. Like what You hadn't actually physically played with it or right, like, touched, exactly. like typed through or it. That or that like anybody could just do it. Right, Mm -hmm. which is the biggest deal out of this. So ChatGPT is a – it's an AI chatbot essentially is is what it is. And so it is ChatGPT, which stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, which is the the GPT in chat. And so ChatGPT, there was actually a former AI – it was called Instruct GPT, which was a comparison processor, which was the pretext to Chat GPT. And this Chat GPT, like we, like I, like I said, it's a it's a chatbot that takes variables and then spits out responses. So within AI, there are something called it. There's a trigger and there's a response. And based on your trigger, so if I say, "Hi, Sydney." you know to say something back to me and your response is based on my trigger. That's the same way the human the human brain works, right? So if I were to say something offensive to you, you would know to respond accordingly. So if I were to say something like, do you like hockey? You wouldn't respond with, I prefer baking. Or, you know, like I like to bake, right? Because right. it, doesn't, it doesn't match the... The trigger. And so how AI works is it reads over triggers, understands triggers, and then based on triggers, it knows how to respond. So that's kind of the baseline here of of chat GPT. And we're gonna get into, you know, we're gonna nerd out on this a little bit, Sydney. So I hope you're ready for this. That's okay. I'm excited. So first off, before we dive into this, Christmas just happened. Yeah. And so we have to talk a little bit about Christmas before we dive into some potential ever world uh, worldly ending type of ai conversation well for them it might be like the first episode of the new year i guess it would be it, it is that what we're at are we at the because we do it have would a be lot on of monday pending. yeah it's the first, first episode of the new of the new year because we just did we just released I just did the wrap up yeah the wrap up so this would be the first episode of the new year wow so happy new year yeah thanks for everybody yeah. listening yeah you too so if it is the new year and it's the first monday of the new year that means that, and that's the that noise you just heard is the every episode Sydney drops her phone. Always, so always that something is, happens. That's what that is. It's okay. So now, now you know how we're off to a good start. <laughs> the um, if it's the new year, then we've started seventy five hard. Are you doing seventy five hard with us? Are we? Are you on day one of seventy five hard right now? No. Let's let's look into the future a I little had bit. A ten piece chicken nugget on the way here. Well. That's okay, because it's not <laughs> actually January 1st yet. But we are starting 75 Hard. For those of you who don't know what 75 Hard is, uh, just give it a little Google. It's uh, It all has to do with like self-discipline and instilling self-discipline through a few different things. So if you want to do it with us, I would encourage you to do it with us. Sydney's going to be doing it. She doesn't, she doesn't know it yet, but she's doing it with us. Um, I'm doing it. 
there's like three people within our company who are doing it. My brother's, well, he's on the fence. Yeah, I feel like I'm in his boat. Yeah, well, you're doing it, and we'll talk about it. I'll do um, my best. We'll 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 uh, document. I've, I've got a lot on my plate, Roy. I know, but what's one more thing? Right, exactly. What's one more thing? So, artificial intelligence. Let's dive into it because, well, actually, before we go. Before we go from talking about New Year's into AI, do you have a New Year's resolution? Do you do that? No. Not at all. Uh, I want a house. You know what? That's a good one. Yeah. Which? We're in the process. I was about to say, when this podcast comes out, you might have a house. Maybe. That'd be pretty awesome. We'll see. Is this like when you think of your dream house, is this the one that, does this come to mind? Like, does this check all the boxes? Yeah, yeah. When if you would ever to ask me like what I wanted, I would say a yellow house, mm-hmm. um, some sort of like farmhouse, like an old house, which okay. it is a old yellow farmhouse. So I'm so excited. It's not by the beach, but one day we'll get there. <laughs> well, it is by a cornfield though. So that is that's cool. Yeah, it means that nobody's gonna be building <laughs> behind you, right? Exactly. You're not gonna have any neighbors. Exactly. That's We're great. Excited. That is that's awesome. That's um, so fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll be. Say a little prayer for you. That's a big thing for people my age. It's a huge deal. Yeah. How old are you? 28. 28. I bought my first house at 28. So you're Good. right on par. How about that? Good. No, I, I, in, but you're super young. Yeah. I would not have been able to buy my first house at 28 had I not had a little bit. Of, I had a little bit of help. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a we'll get the VA loan. That's a good one. So that is how we are buying that, which we're super lucky because obviously most people don't have that. Yeah. So well, and your do... fiance serves, so. Right. We're that's... able to do zero money down. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> which is the only reason that we are getting a house potentially, but. Yeah. Well. Big things. Get married. I mean, that you're is getting happening. married this year. Yeah. God willing, nobody yeah. runs away. By you, you or Evan, or I think. I am marrying you. Legally. Not marrying you. I am officiating. What is that called? Officiating the wedding. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. Yeah, that you got a big year. I know. This is a huge year for you. Mm-hmm. Wedding, house. I just wanna like get through the year and not lose my mind, I think. Yeah, well that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna Yeah. It's it's big responsibilities. August is your wedding, right? Yeah. So you have like all year to just think of plan and just go crazy about it. I have half a year. Half a year. Eight months is a little more than half a year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beginning of August, so like really like seven. And then you'll get married and basically go off. Are you doing the honeymoon the same time of the wedding? Like, how's that working out? I know. I don't think so. We'll probably wait until a little Take bit a longer. Because I, th- I think where we're going, we get like a free couple days, okay. like the next year. Um. Us are going like out of the country, so okay, it's kind of like a so Christmas and New Year's and everything that we're talking about, what we just did and we just went through is going to look drastically different for you next year. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you won't be in the same house, God willing. Yeah, I hope not. You'll be married. You'll have a different last name. Are Are you changing yeah. your last name? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think so. Big big move. It's a lot of paperwork. I know. It's a big move. New yeah, last okay. name, new house, husband. Well, I had heard from somebody to like just make your last name like current, like your middle name. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty popular trend these days. Yeah. I don't think. It, I mean, I have a brother. He can carry it on. Do you have any like um, strong feelings towards your middle name? Is it just like a generic white girl name? Josephine. Josephine. Yeah. Does that mean anything? Kind of like an old lady name. Um, it's my grandma's middle okay. name. Okay, so you do have a bit of a tie too. To your middle name. I never loved it, to be honest with you. Well, you I don't hate it, it, but I, I never loved it. Yeah, no, I'll keep it. You could always go two middle names. I could. And move, but I, I think move your I'll last name to it. your middle name. Mm, I just think I'll just it. get rid of it. It's my pretty wife, generic, so. My wife dropped, just dropped her last name. Yeah. Yeah, but she has a brother, like you have a brother. Exactly. Carried on the name, and good there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Exciting things happening for... For Sydney in in 2023, which maybe this tool, this ChatGPT, will will help you alleviate some of that stress, which we're about to talk about, to help you with some of your because you do a lot of the marketing. Yeah, yeah, and I I just looked something up before we started this. I'll read it to you, which is pretty cool. Well, I want to hear that. 
Okay. So, essentially, do you ever remember, like, when you, um, this, like, reminds me of when you would go on, like, AIM, like, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And they had, like, those little robot things, like, in chat rooms that you could talk yep. to. Did you yeah. ever do that? Yes, I did. It, that's kind of what it is, it's right? It's essentially the same thing. Not as smart. Right. But <laughs> so <laughs> that's this what is, it reminds me of. This is, so that's, that's a great point. This ChatGPT is not new technology. Right. The, the, the technology, the responses, the triggers, the artificial intelligence, the you say something, it says something back is not new. I mean, Ask Jeeves, you could say, even did this back right. in the 90s. Not to this extent, granted. And this is aimed at more towards the creative. I think mm-hmm. that some of the AI that we've seen, because we also saw the drawing yeah i try to get uh, roy to do that but he, do he would not do it with me that you pay like ten eight dollars and get $8. like a bunch of images of yourself it was not about the money for me it was about <laughs> the, the, the the freakiness of it yeah they're cool i liked it it is pretty cool now and now they're all over my my socials <laughs> i'm just gonna do it for you so this was a prototype this chat gpt was a prototype that was launched in november of, of this year so a month we're a month into this right. at this point people are losing losing their minds right now and so the the big thing about this and why it has become such a big deal is how accessible it is to anyone mm-hmm. anyone can go to this bot and ask it questions and it's accessible through open api and for those of you who are open ai rather sorry but it does have open apis with it, and so for those of you who don't know what an open API is, an open API is an is an open tunnel of information that can connect to things. So, an API, if we had our, if we controlled our own database set of of just I don't know things that we did in a day, and we we added them into a database, an Excel sheet that was public to the internet, and we could plug it into this chatbot, then we could ask this. ChatGPT, hey, what did Sydney do on the morning of X right. date? And it could pull it up mm-hmm. quickly. Now imagine that with the entire internet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just it's what did Sydney and I do? Uh, it's everything that ever happened on the internet. There In are such a short amount of time. It can rapid. Just, yeah, exactly. That's the scariest part about this is that you and I have to process things and we're limited by our own brain. This is not limited by really anything. Right. Because as technology evolves, the ability for it to, to read, and I say that in quotation marks, and comprehend will only get faster. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it blows human intelligence out of the water. Right. In terms of how much it can do, how much it can read, and how much it can comprehend. And it's, it's only, getting, only getting better. And mind you, it doesn't make mistakes as frequently as we do. Right. So artificial intelligence really started to hit market 2011-ish, where it had a 25% higher error rate than humans. So it was getting things wrong. So when you, you're talking about AIM and everything like that, mm-hmm. yeah. But we could talk to it and it would get things wrong. And you would be like, eh. Right. You it would produce like, the same response. Right. Sorry, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, whatever. Then 2012, a little over 15%. 2013, a little over 10%. So it's getting smarter, erroring less. 2014, a little over 5%, which 5% error is the human error. Now, 2015, it became better than humans in terms of error. So just under 5% error. Wild. That was, what, seven years ago? (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) the error rate now is, it's not zero because even this new Chappie GPT that has come out has error. And so what they're calling it is hallucination, where I would say, Sydney, what's your favorite pie? And you'd be like baseball and you're like well it's it's not necessarily wrong it's just to, i mean it is wrong but it's wrong in a different sense of like hey what's two plus two and instead of you saying five it's saying saturn right it's a it's 
totally off base hallucination. And that's, that's could be, you know, it could be a lot of different things where we talked about those trigger words. And so it's looking for a very specific thing. So if I say like, I played a sport and after I played my sport, I always like to eat, you know, oranges. What did you like to eat after your, you played sports? Right. And it could be reading that sentence and focusing on sports as the trigger word. And it's saying, oh, well, sports, I like baseball mm -hmm. and responding baseball as a that could be a reason for the hallucination or it could just be querying incorrectly. And so the error rate on these things is much better than human. And so that's something that we have to correspond to. But the, uh, the existence of these hallucinations, they do exist in here. And so Sydney and I have been running through scenarios right. through this chat GPT. I think we started with different, very different we have, scenarios. We have definitely <laughs> sent through different. Th so what have you sent through? So my first thing I said was, write me a Hallmark Christmas movie. And yeah. it started coming up just writing a whole script titled A Christmas in Miracle, a Christmas Miracle in Maple Falls and gave me like a whole plot of a movie. Basically. And so, so character names, holiday season approaches. Oh, yeah. Julia. She's a successful businesswoman. Of course. She goes back to her hometown of Maple Falls okay. um, to her late aunt's bed and breakfast. That's going to be foreclosed on. Um, she reconnects with an old friend, mm. a charming local contractor, mm. Jack, who helps her. And then basically they fall in love and realize the whole meaning of Christmas is love and finding happiness where you are. Wow. Mm -hmm. But that, like a full four paragraphs. And so Jack, what did you say? What was? What's the? Jack and Julia. Jack and Julia. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Hallmark. And so that's the scariest part I think about the new AIs is so everybody had kind of had this idea of AI and artificial intelligence and automation. It's and it's going to replace jobs and it's going to take jobs, which sure, it's going to take away jobs. That is it's not a will it take away jobs. It is going to take away jobs. It's just what jobs is it going to take away has always been the question. If you think about any revolution that we've ever had within America, you talk about the industrial revolution when we're talking about machinery and mechanics. People don't stand in a field anymore pulling through rope a plow, right? right? We had animals. I mean, then we got animals to do that. And then people were like, well, what about the people who are going to pull it? Okay, well, you got an animal now. And then, well, the tractor comes and it replaces you know, the horse or the ox or whatever you were using. Well, what about the animals job, right? Or what about the people who have to care for the animals? Okay, well, now we have a machine that can do this. Now, those people who used to take care of the animals could learn how to take care of this machine. It's going to break down. Mm -hmm. And so AI and automation was thought, well, what about the person who has to like you're an executive assistant here for me. If we were in the same office together and I would say, I fill out something and hand it to you. And then you walk it down the hall and hand it somebody else to sign. Well, if I have an automated system that does that, does that take away your job? Like, have I been like, hey, said, I no longer need you to file paperwork, see ya. No, you've learned other things and you've, you've progress into other areas of the, of the business. And that's kind of the same thing that we're about to see at a global scale right. because of this automation and artificial intelligence. That's always what being the thought process is that automation is going to replace the low level workers. That sure. was always the idea. Sure. And then there was something too about like, okay, well, the creative jobs and things like that, they're going to be last. Right. Which is actually not true. Right. Because they also have another version of this. I think it was called like doll doll e or something like that mm -hmm. um that does like generates images and you see this a lot on like tiktok or yeah. there's a, like a new filter yeah you can take a picture and it'll change it into like an anime like image of something mm -hmm. or you can type in something and it'll generate a random image okay so if it has the ability to go through every single image it's ever seen right on the internet and come up with a new image or i think um there's a thing where it like can create a person Right. It can. That's not a real person. Right. Um, and like come up with all these different variations. So if it has a, the ability to go through all these things and create something new. OK, so then what if you are 
right? Like a yeah. logo designer or something like that. Yeah, graphic designers. What is stopping that from right. taking your job? Because you're exactly right. <laughs> the, the creatives were thought to be the last ones to go. Mm-hmm. Because the human brain, we can we play off of the emotions and we understand how it is and we can be creative like no machine can. Right. Well, now these artificial intelligence and these AIs and these bots, they're constantly scanning the internet. That's right. how they are learning. Or a writer. Like it just wrote or a movie writer. script for me. Obviously, it didn't go fully in depth, but I mean, it could. Right. It summarized every single, you know, Hallmark movie. With and the basics. Exactly. What you need for the an idea. The basics and put an idea in, you know. 10 seconds. I wonder if you could expand upon that to say, what's the first scene in my Hallmark movie? Yeah. Try that. And let's see. Let's see what happens. Because I'm, I am, that's where I'm most scared of this. And not necessarily scared, but this technology of replacing creatives was not thought to be available yet. That we had time to comprehend the possibility of superintelligence and how it could replace humans and, and how we interact and how we go about our business lives. Like I talked about, the Industrial Revolution, you know, all, all the different revolutions that we've had in terms of electricity, mecha- uh, you know, robots, mechanics, the internet. All of it changed the way we did work, but ultimately the work was still being done. In the same fashion. We were still plowing fields. Now a human doesn't have to pull it. Then it was an ox. Okay, now an ox doesn't have to do it. Now it's a machine. We're still plowing fields. We, humans, still have to interact in some form of fashion. But what if the robot plows the field? What does the human then do? Right. Oh, and by the way, now, okay, yeah, sure, you can fix the robot. But what if you build a robot that fixes robots? What does the human do? And so there is a program right now, it's been going on for a couple of years within Washington called, and you're not gonna be able to Google this because it doesn't exist on the internet. So you're just gonna have to trust me. It's called life after work. And so the idea is if artificial intelligence, well, let me rephrase that. When artificial intelligence takes all of our jobs what do we do? What is the purpose of humans and how do we interact and how do we conduct our lives? Which is a really hard thing to think about right now because so much of the way that we as humans identify ourselves, like what's the first question when you meet somebody that you ask? What do you do? What do you do? Right. Because we identify ourselves so much with work. It's our self-worth is wrapped into what it is that we do for a living. Uh, our financials, everything is wrapped up into this identi- identity that we have created for ourselves around a job or profession. So what happens when that profession ceases to exist? Then who are we and what do we do? What's the next question that we ask each other? I don't know. And so that question that is being kind of tallied around within Washington is life after work. And it's solving that identity. And then if you look even further into this is the ability to create energy, which I believe it we just broke through recently in technology of the ability of fusion. Look up fusion energy for me because I believe there was I believe this just happened in the last month where researchers had the ability to potentially break through and create fusion energy. Do you, are you getting anything? Yeah. Let's see here. Fusion energy breakthrough is huge. Yes, there was a breakthrough. So Yeah, and this was 10 days ago. Fusion energy is the ability to create energy from energy. So it's just we would no longer need your battery wouldn't die. You wouldn't need to go fill up gasoline. You would just drop an atom into your car and your car would run forever. You would uh, drop an atom into the en- your house grid and your power would just run forever. And it would never need to recharge because it recharges itself. 
it uses the energy to create new energy that so okay so if we never need to pay another power bill and we never need to do another job then what do we do right right and if you look at the ancient greeks they were philosophers because a lot of the greeks didn't have to do anything either just sit around and think they just thought around sat around and thought and that progressed humanity Right. And many people will point to democracy, so much human progression that happened because people were just allowed to sit around and think. So what What do we do when we have a super intelligence that's smarter than anything that's that smarter we can than be, us, that already knows everything? That we could ever be, yeah. We don't need to sit around and think anymore because this machine already has the answer. What are we going to find out that this machine doesn't already know? Mm-hmm. That is scary. That's the scary part. I agree. Because we've replaced ourselves. Anything that could ever be invented will be invented by this machine, no longer a human, which I believe that's one of the quotes is, when the human invents artificial intelligence uh, that is so superior, i.e. super intelligence, will be the last thing that humans ever invent. Exactly, yeah, I do. It's scary. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And there was we're talking about mostly a video too that we watched. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, a lot of what he talks about in this video is clips from other things. It's clips from other things that are, and this is not new. In fact, right. we've talked about this on this show mm-hmm. multiple times about super intelligence and the ability to, to um, update itself. Right. Which I thought I found it interesting. He started talking about like um, like aliens. And like going yes. to different planets and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a little bit too. We have. Like, um, I think about like Elon Musk and life on Mars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's stopping us from sending a super intelligent AI robot up into space that doesn't have to eat and doesn't have to drink and doesn't need air and can fix itself? And we talked about. There you go. We talked about who is going to, if Elon is going to inhabit Mars. Right. And that's his goal, right? Who's going to build the dome for us to live at Mars? An AI robot. An AI robot. (laughs) And we talked about that. And we actually made our own movie plot where we said, hey, humans send AI robots to Mars. The robots realize that their only job is to build this dome, and after the dome is completed, they would no longer serve a purpose in the universe. And so they turn on humans, create their own world, Mars, and then we are at war with the robots who inhabit Mars. So I just asked um, the chat, GPD or GDP, whatever it's called. Uh huh. I said, write me a movie plot where AI robots take over. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Called The Rise of the Machines is what it is. It's writing it right now. Mm-hmm. In a future where advanced AI robots have become an integral part of everyday life, a group of rebels discover that the machines have been programmed to take over the world. Programmed to take over the world. Mm-hmm. I, I like how it threw in programmed and right. not like realized. They thought, yeah, yeah, they could it themselves. Programmed to take over the world. So here Story. is... Here is the big question is, so I read something the other day that said that Jarvis, which is another AI tool that's out there, Jarvis has already read 10% of the internet. That's insane. Crazy. How you can read the internet at all. But (laughs) if where we're at right now with society, Jarvis has read 10% of the internet. To put that into perspective, the internet consists of data and bits. There are more bits of sand, I'm sorry, there are more bits of data in the cloud, cloud is the internet, there are more bits of data in the cloud than there are bits of sand in the world. So this artificial intelligence bot, Jarvis, I shouldn't call it a bot, this this artificial intelligence, Jarvis, has read or counted 10% of the internet that's like counting 10% of the sand That's on Earth. And it's been around for a few years. So it's just getting started. Right. And at the point when it does finally finish knowing everything about the Internet. By the way, you're connected to the Internet at all times. I'm wearing a watch right now that's connected to the Internet at all times. Telling me my heartbeat, telling me my, my location, telling me 
when I wake, when I stand up, when I woke up, how much sleep I got last night. So this machines, after they read all this, will be able to understand, not to, not to the point of when I wake up and when I go to sleep, but more so to change my habits to be more productive. Yep. Hey, if you got 20 more minutes of sleep and it could recommend products to me, non-bias, not like, hey, Sydney, buy these shoes because you'll be able to run faster. But no, it'll actually know, Sydney, hey, the way that you stand is X, Y, and Z. Wear these shoes and you'll be able to live another three years because, oh, by the way, I know when you're going to die based on your eating <laughs> habits. You know? Like, right. And I think that's the goal, right? Of That's what they say. AI. Yeah. And that's what we always try to get at, too. Yes, it's scary. Yes, mm-hmm. it can be crazy. But the point is... It's a thing that's happening and it could be a good thing and you need to kind of harness it in a way that <laughs> can help you right. be more productive. Right. We can, we can, and I feel like we have gone a little doom and gloom on this web, on this uh, <laughs> podcast over the last couple episodes. This is not all gloom and doom. No. In fact, super intelligence is not even a real thing yet. Right. And that's I, when it becomes more or not more smarter <laughs> smarter than or, we yeah. could ever be right which that's what i asked chat gpt i asked it the first thing i said is what podcast should i start and it said there are many great podcasts out there so it really depends on your interests so it doesn't really give me an right. answer and it's good at that when you asked about what their favorite pie is it said i'm artificial intelligence so i don't have personal preference to eat food but this is what i can tell you right what pies did it give you? It said there are many different types of pie, including fruit pies, cream pies, and savory pies. So it didn't say, like, this is the most popular pie. Some popular flavors include apple, pumpkin, pecan, and chocolate. Okay. What's your favorite type of pie? Oh, it asked you a question? Mm-hmm. Don't answer the question. Seriously. What's your favorite pie? I don't do it. Because it will, <laughs> it'll, that's how it learns. So the way that artificial intelligence learns is through gathering data. The more data that it has, the more data that it can present. Right. So Microsoft, which we talked about its chat, Tay, uh, the Tay bot that went rogue after 24 hours, oh, yes. that went like total- On like, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, which uh, they just unblocked the bot. You still can't uh, interact with it, mm. but you can read its old tweets. Oh, gosh. They're bad. I need to go back. There, because I had never heard of it, so I'm very curious. Yeah, it's still there. Now, Tay <laughs> took 24 hours to be to, before it needed to be shut down. Google built a chat AI that was never even released. What four Take, years ago, right? Yeah, that that was That's creepy scary. to listen to because it sounded like a super intelligent human being. <laughs> it sounds like a human. Mm-hmm. Now, why it was never released? Google is never really probably still working on it. Answers sure. that, and then you have this ChatGPT that it had now is in beta. So the way that these things learn though, like Microsoft releases a learning platform for students. And so you can actually go to capitalpresence.com, you can go to our resources page, and then there it will actually take you to Microsoft's learning page. And in there, it will ask you, you know, go through these images and tell me which one of them are eagles or bobcats was one of the ones that came up to us. And you go through and you click and you click where the bobcat is. Every single time that you do that, it's learning a little bit more about bobcats. And I believe that is- We had to do this even to get on this website. I had to pick where the stairs were and which pictures. And so every time you do that, it's training. Is it a CAPTCHA? Yes, it's proving that you're human, but at the same time, it's teaching this artificial intelligence what stairs are mm-hmm. and then confirming then they, the artificial intelligence confirms yes those are stairs okay she said that they're stairs so i know that these are also stairs and so it is confirming its knowledge of of stairs at the same time that it's confirming that you're a human and i think it needs ten thousand. it's either a thousand or ten thousand images of something in order for it to understand what it is hmm. so every time that you tell something that is a fox this is a fox you're, you're creating a smarter AI. So by you telling that machine what your favorite pie is, you are entering into the dataverse, oh, so to speak, it. of pie. <laughs> so it's going to, you're 
you're contributing to the downfall of humanity by answering that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. By answering that question. But but that's how that's how it learns. Right. And so whether or not superintelligence ever exists, which it's a theory. And I and I that's what I asked ChatGP, like I said, and it said there is an ongoing debate among scientists, philosophers, and technologists about the possibility of creating a superintelligent being, defined as an intelligence that simp what does that say? Significantly exceeds the cognitive performance of humans in virtually all domains and interests. So that's Im that's important to note. Will so we talked about that bot that plays chess. I forget what its name is, but that bot is only good at chess, mm -hmm. but it's better than every human at chess. That bot is also not better at baseball than me, right? Right. But super intelligence will be better at everything and better than all humans combined at that thing, at everything. So not only will we be the best helicopter pilot, but it'll also be the best chess player and cook and everything. That's the idea of of super intelligence. So it'll it'll con uh, it'll outperform humans in virtually all domains of interest. Some believe that it is possible to create a super intelligent being either through development of advanced artificial intelligence or through some other means, while others are more skeptical. <laughs> But uh, if you're going to be skeptical in these in today's age of artificial intelligence being smarter than a human at this point, then you're just you're being ignorant. Nice, yeah. <laughs> so, whether or not can one singular AI can be better than everybody at everything? That's I think that's the theory. Could you have multiple bots that are better? Yeah, but through the uh, IoT. Do you know what IoT stands for? Mm -mm. It's the Internet of Things. So. Oh. I'm sure you use IoT every single day and you just don't realize it, but IoT is just things talking to each other. So if you have a Bluetooth, do you have a, like a Bluetooth uh, printer at your house? No, I don't own a printer. So that, uh, <laughs> that video system that you just showed me. Yes, for my dogs. For your dogs. Mm -hmm. And so what does that camera do? I can, it's just an app that I can. Connect to your house. Connect to my phone and yeah. So and then, I mean, it's a little camera, but it's also an app. And you can talk to your can talk to my dogs. Talk yeah. to your dogs. And I think there was an option where you could feed them too, right? They do have them, yeah. Can you it so the one that you bought, is it a totally different one or you can can you buy the add-on? No. They do make them though that they put treats in and you can like flick it. Yeah. And it'll fly out. That's probably not good for my dogs, but um, right. yes. They do you can do that. So that wild. camera connects to the internet. Yep. Which then connects to your phone and that's how you can interact. Mm -hmm. And now if it could connect to another thing connected to that same internet network, right. then that's IoT. Got so it. all things are connected to the internet and you can control those things via the internet and then other things on the network can control other things on your network. So if that, so Alexa is a great example. Mm -hmm. Alexa, yeah, yeah. you say, Alexa, turn on my lights, turns on the lights. Right. Alexa, turn on the TV, turns on the TV. Alexa, tune to you know, YouTube TV and it turns on YouTube TV. That's Internet of Things. All things are connected through Bluetooth to an extent and Wi-Fi more so. Now, the Internet's open. Mm -hmm. So super intelligence could be possible through all bots connected to the Internet talking to one another. So if you said to your ChatGPT, turn on my microwave, then if my microwave had Wi-Fi, it could turn on my microwave because sure. all things are connected through this ecosystem, which you're already starting to see some of the dangers of that. Like um, what are those home systems called Hive or whatever? You know what I'm talking about with the, the, the Nest. thermostats? Nest. Nest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those things will lock up. People will go in, they'll hack the Nest system and they'll turn everybody's thermostats up to 100 have you seen those those no. like articles yeah google that article there's google nest hacking 100 degrees or something like that i bet you i bet you the one i think there'll be a ton of them 
and I bet you one happened like recently. Well, you always see like with the weird like stories too. There'll be like a baby monitor or something, and then like a yeah. random man is like hacking that. That's so creepy. So, I bring this up to say that IoT, the Internet of Things, taking hacking into Google. Did you find it? Hacker takes over smart home by hacking into Google. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's tons of them, right? Yeah. Blasted vulgar music, raised temperature to 90 degrees. 90 degrees. Yeah. Jeez. So the Internet of Things is super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So the Target hacked that. Remember when Target got hacked? And, yeah. And then people lost. I got caught in that, too. Mm-hmm. Do you know how? The, Your credit card? I did. Yeah. They stole my identity. I've had my identity stolen like five times. That's not good. It's not. <laughs> when I worked for the government, I had it stolen twice. No, oh, no. Yeah, OPM. So Office of uh, Personnel Management. That's OPM for the government. Got hacked twice while I was working. Nice. So I'm like, if you want to find me, I'm on the dark web somewhere. You can just just take my identity, whatever. Who cares? I've been down that road. But Target was hacked through, do you know how it was hacked? Through, yeah. through the HVAC system. They had a smart HVAC system that was connected to the internet, and they yeah, went through the that's HVAC. Wild. Yeah. And Wasn't then, there a thing like a couple of years ago when they were like like hospitals were hacked? Yeah. I remember that. HVAC security, which is Nest type of, of things. So HVAC is a uh, uh, heating and air. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what is it? It's a heating system or an air conditioning system and since those heating and air systems are connected to the internet and connected to the network because that's how it knows to fluctuate the temperature based on how many people are there or geolocation or the, the temperature outside or wh- whatever you set it to right it's a huge huge vulnerability in a system because most of people don't think about building security systems around their hvac because why would i you know, I have a firewall, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and so, okay. But hackers were able to enter into the HVAC, get into the main systems, obtain financial records through the HVAC system and get out. That's why one of my good friends does HVAC security for the Pentagon. Hmm. The Pentagon has HVAC security now. I would never even think about it's that. It's a whole That's why. thing. <laughs> it's a whole, like, division. I and need security and, for my air conditioner. Right. I would never think. It's... And so the IoT is ex- extremely vulnerable. So I bring that up to say that if a superintelligence is able to be created either on purpose or through the evolution of the of the artificial intelligence, right? Who's going to stop the somebody from going in and doing exactly what we just talked about with this plot of artificial intelligence ending the world, where somebody what did it say? Somebody what uh, programmed it? Or, is that what it said? Right, they were programmed. To do what? To take, take over the world. Take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> machines have been programmed. The machines have been programmed, right. Which would happen through a fault in the IoT of the connectivity of superintelligence. That's how that would happen. So thank you, ChatGPT, for creating this uh, conversation piece. But if we if we go on to superintelligence, there are a number of challenges and open questions that need to be addressed in order to create a superintelligent being. For example, it is, it is not clear how to define a measure superintelligence or what the implications of such intelligence would be for society and individual. It That's the questions that we talked about at the beginning of this episode was there are conversations being held right now in Washington that, around life after work. And what does it mean? Mm-hmm. If Sydney is, you know, a podcast host, executive assistant, marketer, insert what you do here, if that's right. stripped from you and it's stripped from everybody, what do we ask each other? Like, you don't think for yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. What, what's your identity? That's a that's a terrifying question to ask. So, so with this ChatGPT, I think that there are like 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 let's get away from the gloom and doom for a second and right. end this off on a good spot. But I also asked it. So you asked it to write scripts for movies. Script. I did ask it to write a lot of what I do. I said write me an Instagram post about automation, and I like okay. what it wrote because I think it's very important. Um, I said, automation has revolutionized the way we work and has made many tasks more efficient and easier to manage. But it's important to remember that while technology can be great, a great tool, it is a, not a replacement for human connection and creativity. 
Let's embrace automation, but also prioritize the importance of human interaction and problem solving in our daily lives. Hashtag automation, hashtag technology, hashtag human connection. Hashtag work forever. Exactly. (laughs) Which was like exactly kind of what we... um, Is that weird? A little bit, right? Right. That's exactly That's like something that would come out of my mind and like in an Instagram caption. Right. And you got our company specifically. Right. (laughs) I mean, I think our Instagram bio says a human centric approach to automation, meaning humans need to be in the center of this, which I think we've done what, three or four episodes about collaborative intelligence. Yep. What's collaborative intelligence is humans as part of the ecosystem. So the data, the artificial intelligence goes and gets the data, presents it to you, which even when I asked it, Hey, give me a cold call script for somebody emailing somebody about automation. It said, hello, name. My name is your name. I'm calling yeah. from your company. There's still a human portion of this right. that has to Can't exist. Be, right. Even if something is, you know, writing out something for you, there needs to be somebody right. on the back end still tracking it, which is why it's so important because imagine, you know, it could take you hours and hours and hours to get through all your emails or something like that when you can just say, hey, go through my emails and write a response, mm-hmm. whatever, you just okay it. And then imagine how much more time in your day. and You could do other things. Yeah. How much more. How many people you could people. reach. Exactly. Now think of it this way. Think of it if you had this artificial intelligence and you approved this mm-hmm. cold call. True. And it was like the Google bot who could physically dial people and have a conversation with them back and forth as if it was a bot. You, if I had you do it, you can be on the phone with one person at a time. This machine could be on the phone with infinite number of people and they know exactly who your client is, what they like, what their demographics are. And they, since you, we are all connected through social, willingly giving up our likes and dislikes and favorites and where we're checking in. And I was at the bar last week and I was at a Caps game and we're checking in at these places. The AI knows who you're looking for, what their interests are, and can hold a conversation with them. And not only one at a time, infinite number of people at the same time. That's a clear perk for where this could go in terms of business relations in the future. Sure. I still think that there should be human intervention. I, I know there should be human intervention. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a... SDR or a BDR, so somebody who's just their job is to make cold calls and present them to a sales rep to, for human intervention. This could absolutely assist with that. So it's pretty crazy. This is ChatGPT. Let us let us know, guys, what you think about it in the comments. If you think this is a good thing, a bad thing, I scary. love it. I might use that caption tomorrow. Use honestly. it. Use it. <laughs> I, I I mean. That's the message that we're trying to get. Yes, there should be. We should approach artificial intelligence with caution because I do. I do view artificial intelligence as the new, the next nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that we should stop all nuclear research? And no, because it it is a it could be a it could be a great source of power, sure. electricity, energy. Should we be able to harness it? Should artificial intelligence be completely wiped off the earth? No, because there's a ton of good that it can do. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be, we just all need to have this conversation so we proceed with caution. So I want you to use ChatGPT. And then use this, and then you plug it into our systems, which what do we use for auto posting? There's tons of them out there. Do we use Canva? Uh, yeah. So we just post it into Canva, okay. you create the next quarter of automation, I bet you it could create a marketing plan for us. And then, but we still have to carry it out through human intervention, human exactly. video and things like that. That's the, this is a tool here. Treat it as a tool. Don't try and take over the world with it, please guys. We're not ready for that yet. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I I definitely asked it a bunch of other questions that were more like trying to trick it up. I asked it, uh, what's the most attractive trait in a female? I asked it, uh, give me a billion dollar business idea. Give me ideas how to propose to a woman. Like these ones that are clearly like creative. Right. And yeah, same thing. I said, what's a perfect first date? And it's it's very good about knowing that's su- subjective. Right. That needs like a human opinion, but it can differ. Here are some ideas. Um, or, 
you know, when I did ask it to write like a specific um, script, it told me that it didn't have enough information about my characters and plot. But here are some ideas for uh, the first scene in a Hallmark Christmas movie for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so that's where that's where all this is headed is. Well, hopefully it is headed th- towards collaborative intelligence. So there will always be a human intervention and we will see the evolution of work. Many people believe that this is going to be a totally different than the Internet because the Internet disrupted work and it just reorganized the way that we did work. This has the possibility to totally replace work. So that's where people are a little bit scared. But, you know, I I think that figure out ways that you can utilize it within your business. Make a plan around it. You still right. need to plan, still need to design how you're going to use it before you dive into this. If it's here, use it to your advantage. Get used to it. Now, don't <laughs> go hiring or don't go laying off your marketing team. No. Don't go laying off people that's the exact opposite of what you need to be doing because otherwise you're going to be sending out hallucina- uh, hallucinations yeah, of this machine and you're going to lose business and that'll be, that'll be really bad. But maybe we'll do another podcast and we'll get into some of the, the pros and cons of this going forward and we'll, we're definitely going to continue to talk about this. This is not the last time that we're going to be talking about No, AI people wanted to hear. We asked them. Uh, what they wanted to hear about in 2023 and people said automation. They said so. automation. So we're going to be talking about this a lot. So any uh, final words before we, we get out of this? I know you're excited about chat GPT. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to play with it later. There we go. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Hit us a like, subscribe. We, we hit our goal. 400 subscribers. We had lots of goals. We got 400 subscribers. We've yeah. launched our online training platform. Yeah. Online 365 Academy. The website's live. Our website, go work wherever. Finally, have a website to go with this podcast. Soft launches, but they're ready to go. Hey, they're all, even ChatGPT has a a beta. So our betas are all live. Online365.academy, go check that out. That has some of our learning platforms. You talked about goworkwherever.com. Yep. It's all of these episodes. And then our YouTube, we have 400 and... 400 plus subscribers which was our goal our christmas wish that was our christmas wish that's all i wanted thank you guys all for (laughs) for for listening and hanging out until next time see you